Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. There's not a neat answer here, right, to how to handle a conflict. God doesn't give us a black and white answer because the the situations are nuanced, the circumstances are nuanced, but he tells us the black and white of how to check our hearts and how how to listen to his spirit as we go through these conflicts. And he does always direct us to handle conflicts with both forgiveness and honesty. God doesn't give you a blueprint of how to handle a conflict. There isn't a formula that you can follow that will solve any conflict that you run into, but God does teach you how to check your heart. Today, Pastor David will teach you about how to deal with conflict using forgiveness and honesty and grace and truth. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information and our contact information Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts, chapter 15, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. I think Paul failed in this to some degree. Paul himself would look back and say, down the line, he he would say that John Mark became very useful and that he really respected him as a missionary later on in life. Later on in some of the letters, he writes about Mark being beneficial and useful and being a good, a good worker for the Lord that he trusts. But here he was like, I can't, I can't trust that guy. He flaked out. But it, and this, again, it raises some questions for us because you can see both sides of the argument, right? So what do we do in those situations? How do we, how do we navigate these gray areas of conflict so that we don't just have an unresolved conflict and leave and split with each other. God gives us very nuanced guidance. And so we're going to look at some of that starting in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. He goes on in verse 26 and says, Be angry, but do not sin, which is a quote from Proverbs. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. That's a great little line to meditate on. Don't give place to the devil with your anger. Verse 30, he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another. 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ has also loved us, given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Jesus told us in Luke 6, 37, judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it'll be put into your bosom with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. In Matthew 10, 16, Jesus tells us, behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Matthew 18, verse 15, Jesus told us, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him. Tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to hear even the church, let him be to you like a heathen and like a tax collector. That still doesn't mean that you hate them. It just means you recognize the loss of trust. There's not a neat answer here, right, to how to handle a conflict. God doesn't give us a black and white answer because the the situations are nuanced the circumstances are nuanced but he tells us the black and white of how to check our hearts and how to how to listen to his spirit as we go through these conflicts and he does always direct us to handle conflicts with both forgiveness and honesty both grace and truth One of the most interesting lines to me in the the scriptures, it tells us that when Jesus came to be among us, he came to us as the image of God full of grace and truth. Which side of that tends to be harder for you? Do you tend to fall too far down the grace side or are you too quick to the truth and there's no grace in it and you just, you know, which side tends to be harder for you? Over and over, he tells us, first and foremost, we need to be marked by his forgiveness. That's, that needs to be loudly in our minds, in our hearts, as we're dealing with whatever we need to deal with. We need to let his love drive the way we live our lives. But at the same time, he tells us to be wise, to be discerning. Sometimes we, we misinterpret love as taking our hands off the wheel and saying, you know, that we should ignore abuse or that we should avoid conflict. Those things are not love. Avoidance is not forgiveness. Forgiveness means we, let, we, we trust God for retribution and justice, but it doesn't mean that we stop speaking the truth. It doesn't mean that we don't let that person necessarily face the consequences of their own decisions. Forgiveness means that I'm letting go of all my bitterness and wrath and anger and malice. I'm, I'm surrendering that to the Lord. But it doesn't mean that we, don't, that we don't speak the truth. Avoidance, conflict avoidance, speaking as an avoider, most of the time, avoidance is selfishness, really. It's not that I love you so much. Most of the time, avoidance is I don't want to deal with this. 
this is going to be really uncomfortable and I don't want to be uncomfortable. So I'm not going to tell you about this issue in your life that's hurting me and other people. That's not love for you. That's love for me. So where has this been for you? Where's, how have your relationships been lately, this week? Have you been lacking in the grace or lacking in the truth? Just take stock, you know, where's that, where's that weak? What are the things that are, that are kind of coming loose? I was feeling it yesterday with, I've got two toddlers and I'm very sleep deprived this week and right, sometimes the grace gets to be lacking with the five-year-old and the three-year-old. And God has just reminded me in that space, like that's, that is evidence that I need to slow down and remember the love that he's shown me, remember what kind of father he's been to me and slow down and let that direct the way that I interact with them. And I need to receive his peace, receive his comfort so that I can be peaceable and comforting toward my two toddlers, right? Where is that for you? Where's, have things been kind of coming loose for you lately in, in the grace or, the, or in the truth that you've just been avoiding conflicts because you don't feel like dealing with it? Recenter on Jesus. I know it sounds kind of, it can sound kind of spiritually mumbo jumbo you know, when we just say, just, just fix your eyes on Jesus. But it's not, it's not, some hypothetical. When, when we say that, what he tells us is that the ways that we bear his fruit are by abiding in his love. The way that we do that is by talking to him and meditating on the things he's shown us. It's very practical. The way that I reflect him is by looking to him, by turning my face toward him. That means praying and spending time in the, in the scriptures and reflecting, just chewing on it. You know, again, like I said, I got two toddlers, so it's not like I'm often you know, I don't have hours of reading time available to me, but I can reflect on what I know of the scripture. I can put on, you know, worship music and audio Bible, and I can, you know, take some stuff in and then reflect on it and just talk to God throughout the day. And most of the time, right, it's just that. It's just listening to him, thanking him for what he's done as you're going throughout your day. That abiding in him will restore some of the peace from him and give you the strength to deal with the stress. It doesn't mean the stress evaporates. It just means now you've got his strength to deal with it, to go through it in his way. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.